the Sports Career Podcast, episode 339, How to Build a Successful Culture at a Football Club. Hello, Sports Achiever, and thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Sports Crib Podcast. I'm your host, Ed Bowers. Now, I've got a little cheeky favour, and that is, if this is your first time tuning in, I would love you to hit that subscribe button and support the show. If you've been listening to the show for a long time, I'd love you to hit that subscribe button too, because for me, this is how the show grows. And I know after you listen to this podcast episode that you're going to love this show even more if this is your first time tuning in. Because as always, my goal each week is to provide you a special guest who's an expert in a particular sector in the sports industry, especially if you want to pursue a career in the football industry. I hope today's episode can support your sports career development, interests and needs. Now, getting back to today's podcast special guest is Mohammed Turkman. Mohamed is a former professional football player, a UEFA licensed professional football coach. Also, he's been a sporting director at a football club, president at a football club. So for that reason, it's such a pleasure to have Mohamed as a podcast special guest on the show. Can I say this is probably the only guest on the show who's been a former player, coach, and then also been involved in the executive leadership positions at a football club too. So without a doubt, if you want to pursue a career in the football industry, this podcast without a doubt is for you. And for that reason, it's such a pleasure to have Mohammed as a podcast special guest on the show. He'll be sharing his sports career journey. But most importantly, by the end of this session, you will understand how to build a successful culture at a football club. So have a listen and enjoy. Mohammed, it's such a joy to have you on the podcast show. Please you share to the listeners your football career journey. When did it all start? Thank you very much, Ed. It's my pleasure to be here with you, given in the video. And I was born in the north coast of Turkey, in Ordu city, called. Like every kid, I was very big fan of football. And I was watching the games. I was going to the games with my father and playing with the street like every kid. So just we fell in love with a ball, no matter the, the conditions, in the rain, in the background, you know, hours and hours you're playing and just you fell in love. And then, you know, what is the most important thing nowadays? We, the time going by, we are just uh, forgetting to make the kids dream about this. When, when you dream about it, and then you will have a flame inside of your heart and it push your knowledge and then it's trying to push you to get the point where you are so the most important thing that we have to make the young kids dream first of all and after they start to dream this flame brings you to the point this is the most important thing so we had this flame 
in our hearts. And even we were living in a very small city, but this flame just pushed me to keep going, keep going, keep going. And then uh, I selected for the national team under 15 for Turkey. So after this, uh, Fenerbahce transferred me to the youth academy. And then uh, the journey just started like this. Okay, just to touch on the flame and the dream, I I, I totally get it because also as adults, we don't dream, but we say it to kids, but we don't dream with our careers, by the way. Let's be honest. Like, Perfect. Let's let's be real. So going back in time with your father watching football, can you remember the age when you went, right, I'm going to be a football player? Like, when was that moment? Can you actually remember? Actually, I was thinking... Um, I was thinking like I was five years old, but at the same time, um, you are just getting some mirrors. Somebody put you, put you mirror. The dog. Wow, you are you are very talented. Wow, you are playing very good. And when you start to hear this, and then you approach in your mind, in even when you are like a little kid, when you feel the, this approach feeling, and then you are keep going on. So when I was, I think seven, in the our teacher have asked us. And then I, I remember that I answered this question that I'm going to be a football player. So I can say I was feeling when I was f- five, but I think it's seven. This is the first time I declare it loudly. So when you declared it loudly, moving up to the academy of the, the national team, did you put milestones of like goals in place from a pathway perspective? I'm curious because I'm putting you on the spot because... There's no difference of being a pro football player putting in those milestones than it is with any career journey. So I'm just curious, at the age of 15, did you start putting goals relating to your performance as a player? Actually, I put these milestones when I was 10. So I was saying that uh, I will go to national team in the youth academy and then uh, I will play for a biggest team for Turkey and for all around the world. I was... I think I put this when I was 10, first of all. And after this, when I came to Youth Academy and Fenerbahce, it's a different story. So you see the more professional side of the football. But from the other side, in that in that time, I faced some injuries. These injuries, yeah, these injuries made me a little bit down uh, about about uh, my football career because I was considering like uh, one of the best talented players in my age but uh, the the injury started in that age but from another aspect when I get these injuries I start to think about the life because when you're a football player you don't have to think about the life you're not thinking about the life you just concentrate and you're goal oriented it's a normal goal oriented and uh, you are just running behind your goal but from the other side you are just uh, like uh, a kind of forgetting what's going on in the life so uh, i i started my journey with a big injury and then uh, i came back and then one more injury but at least you know i was uh, i was a I was a professional football player. I played in the Turkish Super League, the first league, second league, and third league. And I had to play, find chance to play all leagues in Turkey. So uh, 
je with the dreams, emotions and the reality. Also, you, we have to consider and we have to talk about the reality as well. The reality also have to match with your goals and what is surrounding you in, in that time. And uh, what is your knowledge? What is your understanding of the life and the game? And then who with whom you are sur- surrounded? It's very important. So in that time, I think I didn't have this support because I left my family and I was a uh, like a youngster have dreams but uh, I was a kind of alone so uh, it made me grow actually and uh, but in that time I was not feeling this I was always keeping and staying strong but in that time I didn't feel that much but when I started playing football I retired from professional football and I choose to a coaching career and then I just realized that these problems really made me prepare to another one like a stepping stone before we talk about this i need to ask this reflecting as a 10 year old setting in those milestones looking back now how has that supported you now right now in the football industry like that exercise of putting in those milestones it's it's very strong because you know uh, we have our own spirit from god from the universe whatever you call it i mean i don't know about your belief and but our character i believe it's uh, shaping till maybe till age of 10 so what we are deciding very early if we will not changing with the knowledge and the, with uh, convincing ourselves it's not changing so it's very very powerful that's why we have to be very careful about the kids when when we are talking to them when we are behaving to them and um, I have very good relationship. I don't have a kid or children, but I have very good relationship with the kids and uh, I always speak to them like adults. So it's very important because they also, we were a kid and we were also having that problems. We were trying to build knowledge. We were trying to understand what's going on for the life. And then uh, after a lot of questions, I would say, um, when you're a kid, you're building too much. Maybe we don't understand it, but we build too much. Because uh, you know what what happened when I understand how our brain designed? Because I had too much injuries and then I was always speaking. I was always trying to understand what happened. Then I understood that our brain's first mission is to keep us alive. Security, protection. Yeah, protection and to keep us alive. So to be alive, and then from the childhood ages, you are just trying to understand what's going on to keep yourself alive and to save. So that's why we are taking decisions. We are just understanding the world and our you know, parents, our school, everything surrounded us. And when you understand that kind of things, I think this is the key. If you really understand it uh, more easier, or more faster and uh, you have to understand about we have to understand about it uh, how the knowledge is working so it's a part of the success it's a part of the life and uh, from the early age we are pushing ourselves to be successful to be this to be that but i think the, the most important thing the most important success is to be happy 
and to 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 stay stable in in mental wise so that's why i think i was a i was a kid always questioning and always trying to understand what's going on around me just with regards to when you're experiencing what's going on with those big injuries again looking back how has that made you a stronger person from a resilient standpoint being patient these are the life skills i've had other athletes on the show and without a doubt uh, the one that comes to mind is Judith Simic, who did her ACL. She said for six months she was very alone. Like she couldn't see her teammates playing. She was on her own with her rehab. We forget this side of being a professional football player from the loneliness side. So I'm just curious of how it's made you a stronger person now from the past of those injuries. Yeah, I also would like to give a deeply answer for that because um, we are all the athletes we are all the kids we really want too much to do something but uh, as well from from my time maybe it's now a little bit changing everything but everything was a little bit hard you have to fight with this you have to fight with that you have to deal with this you have to deal with that you have to work hard but at the same time you have to wait you have to be patient and a lot of difficulties but you know what I what I uh, what I understood. What is we were taking? We were taking our strength from the difficult things. So when difficult things was there, and we work hard, we push too, too much, and then we succeed in one level. And then in that level, you have to learn how to live and deal with that level. And if you don't know what to do in that level. And then your brain starts to work because the brain needs to feel safe. And then creating a problem. You are getting injury, you're a problem or this, that. And then you are coming to the lower or harder point again. And then now your brain knows what to do in that level. And then, oh, I know it's hard, but I know what to do. And then the ta -ta 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 come to another level again. So very important I think we have to teach also to the athletes when they came in one level and after this level, they have to learn how to deal with this level. And then when you push another level and then you have to learn how to, how to deal with this level because always. So just quickly for the, just for the listeners, sorry to interrupt with these levels, we're talking about comfort zone of experiences that they're not enjoying, but because they've experienced it, they can overcome it to be a better player, a better person, a better human. Is that what you mean? Yeah, yeah. From yeah. a level perspective. Yeah, because uh, the most important thing you have to you have to check yourself and you have to just look at yourself. I did always this in my life. If you look at another one, it's another story. If you look and if you check and uh, if you follow the other one, you will not be uh, that successful. You have to check to yourself and you have to you have to try to push yourself to best version of yourself. This is the most important thing. As an athlete, as a person, you know, as a, I don't know, you know, you can, because as a friend, as a boyfriend, as a husband, whatever it is, you have to be your best version of yourself. This is the key, I think, for the success. So I'm going to put you on the spot now, because I think it's right question to ask. How important is self-awareness for a player's development? It's everything. It's too much. It's, it's very important. And uh, because... If you don't have your self-awareness, you have a big problem. When you have self-awareness, 
it, it means that you really analyzed yourself and then you understood yourself. And then in that point, you can reach the level. If you know what's your objection, you can reach that level. But if you can't have, if you didn't have this self-awareness, you can come to one point and then you will struggle. Maybe you will be very, very successful athlete, football player, let's say. But when you finish your career and then you would like to be a coach, but you don't have self-awareness and then you don't know what to do, how to manage the team, how to manage the people, how to handle the situations. And the most important thing, when there's a crisis in the team in around you, you have to solve the problems. So self-awareness is very important all all our life in, in every aspect. If, you, if you're aware on the things, also you can learn how to be aware as well. You can go step by step like we do. And it's unfinished business. We are learning every day. We are learning something new. And um, different cultures, we are working with the different different people from the different countries, with the different culture. And then this is the most important thing. If you're aware on something and if you work on this, and then you will also understand what's going on and then you will give it back. If you manage the people, the most important thing is to give it back and to to fix the problems. But at the same time, like let me speak about the work-wise. The most important thing that you are bringing the people's energy up and then you will take from them the best version of their selves. Maybe they even not understand. Maybe they will just say that we are happy to work here. Maybe they will just say that we are happy to work with him and uh, the atmosphere is good. They will say like this, but it's a story behind. So on that point, how has that self-awareness made you transition into coaching quite easily? The reason why I say easy, I can see by your body language compared to other athletes who have had, it's been a huge struggle transitioning of what's next after football or what's next after elite sport. Was it a natural transition? I'm just curious. Again, I will come to same point, sorry, but first of all, you have to understand, you have to understand the life, how the life uh, treating you, how to life goes on. You have to understand that everything has an end, right? And then everything is transition, everything having a transition to another thing. Even our bodies, even the water, even the, the you know, the elements, everybody just turning something around something else so when you lose your objection this is the key i think the most important thing is objection for example you'd like to be successful on coaching so you have to think like a coach if you still think like a player you can't be successful so if you think like um, like a president or the sporting director if you're a coach i mean you can't be successful so if you'd like to be successful on one point, you have to put your target and the objection needs to be very clear to be successful. You can put a, a target to earn money. For example, you can earn money. You can put a target to be famous. You can be famous. But if you lose your objection to be successful, then you can't be successful. That I, I saw this in my life. You have to put about being uh, successful. Objection is the most important thing. So you're saying, sorry, I'm, is it, sorry to interrupt again, I think it will help the listener because I can kept, connect what you're saying. Are you saying you need your own definition of success with those objectives internally? 
Is that what you mean? Yeah, that's true. You have to put your objection. This is the most important thing. And then when you put your objection that you would like to do, you will bring one reality. Okay, this is my objection, but in in reality, you, it has to match with a reality. This is, this is a, yeah, it has to match with a reality. So I would like to be a coach. So okay, do I have a license? So how do I get how I can get a license? And then you get your license, and then you already made a philosophy. You put something, an idea, and then when you work, work on some team, and then you see that it's working. So you say, okay, then uh, I need to keep going because it's already working. So you are just going step by step every day. You are improving yourself and then you see yourself is growing and then you are going to your objection. So it has to match. You have to dream. You have to have a knowledge and you have to have an education. But, you know, sometimes it's uh, academic education, of course, but sometimes you don't need academic education so you are coming from the pitch you understand the game in a different way but the most important thing is knowledge but the match with the reality from a knowledge standpoint people think from a course or doing a license but what knowledge did you gain from playing every element of the turkish leagues your playing experience how did that help you as a coach because you understand the different levels of turkish football how did that support you as a coach? First of all, you see something and then you are transferring your knowledge. And then it means that you already understand what you will face. And then the problems, the, the problems of the players, the expectations of the players and the, the mindset set of the players. And it has levels, you know. So when you collect it, that knowledge all together from the other side and when you come in that side, First of all, you know what they expect from you. So what I was considering when I was starting as an assistant coach in my first career, I was saying to myself that I, I was expecting from a coach, first of all, to be honest, direct, and uh, as much as he can, let him develop me in some aspects. But, I mean, I can say about your questions, to be honest and direct is the key. And also, never promise if you can't do something. And I was always saying that I will do my best. I can promise to, I will do my best. But I can't promise you that I will do that, I will do this. But only I can promise you that I will do my best. This is the key, I think. So... I'm going to go, I'm going to unpeel this onion because this is, this is so important. And I think you're going to enjoy what I'm about to say. How has coaching made you a better communicator in general as a human being? Yeah, it's it really developed me too much because when you're a coach, I mean, you have to, you have to bring the players and the staff and the team from the, if, if you take over from this level, you have to bring the other level. You know, it's a coaching to bringing to level. So then I, I start to think I need to bring this team or the player or my coach in that level. So you have to be a communicator because everything is communication. Even even you are not communicating, even you are not speaking, but when you look each other into your eyes, we are start to communicating. So everything in life is communicate. Everything in life uh, communicating 
in, in between them, you know. So this is the most important. And then you you are starting to question everything. For example, how to speak with this person, how to speak with this player, how to speak with this stuff, because every everybody is different. So some of them, you know, like a, like let's say everybody is like a flower, and you have to give, for example, to add a little water, but the other person needs a bigger water. You have oh. to add to flourish. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, it. so you, so you have to understand first of all the, their their soul mindset, their understanding, and the way the way the key communication. You have to understand which way is the key to go inside of this person and to elevate them to the level that you really would like to reach. So this is communication is the most important thing, I think. So on that note, could you just paint the picture to the listener, the other roles after coaching? Because I said to you on a call, you're like Mr. Football. You've nearly had every component <laughs> at a football club. So could you just paint the picture of the different roles you've experienced? And then we'll touch on today's podcast topic. Yeah, uh, I was a coach and I was a coach educator in Turkish Football Federation. And then uh, I was a club president. I was managing all the club. And then my last job was the sporting director of a football club. So uh, I'm, I think I'm lucky in, in my age to, to do able to do these things. It's the most important thing. First of all, the other people think about you that he can do this. This is the most important thing. It means that it's a, it gives you a feedback that you brought yourself a level that you brought yourself a level that you um, you brought yourself a level that you can able to do everything. This is the most important thing. You know, uh, for me, from this aspect, it's really, really important that people considering that he can do this and then uh, you are thinking about, oh, okay, if they think like this, I already have a confidence and I have a good communication. So I'm asking that what is the needs? This is the most important thing. The needs. What is the needs? And then when you start uh, the, the way with the needs, and then you already you understand the needs, and then you start to produce the ways how to manage it. And uh, you know, I was a player, I was a coach, I was a president, I was a sporting director. But from the other aspect, I was a player and I had coaches, and I was a player and I had sporting directors. I had I was a player and I had the president. So also you are waiting something from them and you are speaking with your colleagues, the players, and you are expecting something from them. And when you see or when you don't see or you don't face that kind of things, and then you already understand what is missing here and uh, what should I do? I came from experiences. I was, when I, I started, I was thinking, okay, what was missing when I was a player? Now I'm a coach. What was missing? What should I do? When I was a president and sporting director, I was thinking what, what what was missing that the players, all the stuff need to face with me, something new. So I was thinking on this and then I think I, I was a, I had a successful period uh, about, you know, uh, my, my, my journeys. 
with, with these all aspects. Mohammed, I'm really curious, and I'm going to ask a little cheeky question. With regards to thinking yes. of something new, could you provide a little example when you were president of how you thought differently in that position because you've been a player, you've been a coach? Did you, do you have like one little example that built the culture with new, fresh ideas of that? Yeah, because uh, uh, whenever I started to work, I was always asking questions. First of all, I was a coach, and then I was, you know, step up to be president of a football club. And I was asking to myself, if I was a coach, what I, I could expect from myself. So I made a meeting with the coach and I told him that I will not speak football in front of the people with you. I will not criticize in front of the people. I will not come and sit to the team bus. I will not come to the dressing room to disturb your zone. I told him. And then I saw his reaction. He was so happy, almost like getting wet with the eyes because he didn't expect it. He was thinking that in our first meeting, he was thinking that I was going to treat him with an ego because I'm, I'm also coming from football coaching. No, because my orient, I oriented with a goal in that time, like always, my objection was to be successful. So that's why I asked myself what to do for, to being success, successful. So first, you have to make the coach in a comfort zone. He has to work with a creative ideas. He has to work in a clear mind. He has to work with, uh, okay, with pressure, but not, not a pressure like somebody, you know. Uh, looking down. Yeah, looking down. So uh, I I think I analyzed it, this very good and uh, this team became champion end of the year. So uh, I think we we had a made a good start and then the team which be champion uh, end of the year. Well, we're going to talk about the podcast of it, but I just want to touch on one thing you mentioned about ego. Like I'm going to be honest, the football industry sometimes we lose clarity with decisions and being honest and direct because of this ego because of this too much confidence just for even include myself you're educating me how do you control that ego of that being confident within yourself but not showing that ego side I, i'd just love to hear your thoughts of how you manage that yeah the first the most important thing at first we have to understand what is ego is what is ego for this is my knowledge maybe somebody can teach me another thing but this is my knowledge what is ego is uh, the the something we learn after we came to the world and after we understand start to understand the world and then we build and we create uh, and, uh, and 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 something like to protect us and because the ego in the Latin in Latin liter uh, literature ego means I so I call it, I call ego is a self-defense, uh, yeah, self-defense mechanism, let me say. Ego is like, for me, self-defense. So when you see some people and when you call them like a, they have ego or egoist people, and I'm looking the picture that he's defending or she is defending something. So I'm trying to understand what is he or she is defending because 
if you are in a defend defending mood, it means that you already feel disturbed by something. So when you start defend yourself, you can't open to yourself, and you you are close to understand. You are close to communicate. I think uh, this is my idea. And uh, first of all, for me, ego is self defense mechanism. So when I'm looking in that time, I'm whenever wherever I am. I don't, of course, I have an ego as well, but I would like to use it in, in a different way because every, everybody, when you are leading something, everybody, first of all, they're checking you very carefully. They want to understand you. And when, the, when they see that you have uh, self-confidence and then you're, you show your human side, you're kind and you're nice to people and you're speaking in a good way, and then... They accept you, and then second step, and they start to understand that if there is a knowledge with you, and then if you can bring us to the other level or not, they are searching on this players or this stuff, and then if already you convince them with your skills, and then with with your personality, and uh, with your thoughts, and then if you are honest and direct, and then it's like a circle. They accept you. It means that you convince everyone, and then they start to believe you. And now, you are ready to lead to club, or you are ready to lead this group, or you are ready to take this person to another level. First of all, you open up, and then you made them. Um, uh, you you don't need to show your defensive defensive side to me. You don't need. You are secure. You are safe. Just. Uh, hold my hand and I will take you to another level. So when you give this to player or to, to group or to stuff, and then they open yourself and then you are able to take them to another level. Even with your family, when you're with your friends, it's always something like this. When you see, for example, we can make an example and uh, please just uh, don't control your emotions now, right now. And just please think about someone you really love. Just think right now, and then I'm thinking. And then you 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 start to smile, you know, your eyes yeah. shining, and you start to smile. So it's very so it's very easy to find this this key for me. I think for me very easy to find this in the people in people, and to bring it out because they already feel or people when you feel safe, and then you open yourself. But from the other side. Ego is not a bad thing. It's not evil. It's not a bad thing. It's just a self-defense system, I think, from my aspect. So you, if you know how to manage it, and if you know how to manage people's ego, because everybody has egos. So if you know, for example, during the game, you are saying something to the player, the heart pulse is like 170, and then they feel, especially players, feeling when it's, the pulls are so high, heart rate, and then you take everything, it's like a, you know, to attack on you from the fans, from the outside, from the inside, you, you, you are like in a fight. So in that times, you have to show your aura and you have to speak with the right tone you have to speak with the right body language and then 
then maybe you can make cool down or you can rotate the player in the right way or a person even. So I think the psychology is very important. Communication is a big key. But the most important thing, the understanding to be kind and nice. And um, I think we have to give and we have to try, we have to give our energies to other one. We have to heal the other one. We have to help to other one. We have to make smile. We have to make positive, positive thinkers to other one. Uh, I think it's not that so hard. You know, you can be goal oriented. You would like to follow the success, but from the other side, you can bring the other one with you. You can, you can take the other ones to this ship as well. I believe in this togetherness. Hundred percent. So quickly, for to that topic, going back to that meeting with that coach to eliminate that ego. What you did, you showed a little bit of vulnerability to build the trust. Would you say that's a fair? Because I think that's what you did. You sort of let go of it with vulnerability, going, no, I'm here for you, with I'll call boundaries, so it creates that space for the coach. Would you say that's a, the correct terminology? Because I love that example, because it's the same with a manager in a business with their employees to just, you know, go with your strengths in the work you're doing. Yeah, so. yeah. you know, uh, also that's why I love eye-to-eye talking. When I was telling this sentence to the coach and I was seeing in his eyes that, can I trust you? I was seeing the questions that, okay, can I trust you? And then in your mind, the sentence is coming. Okay, I will support you. I will do my best, let you work in a good way. But because the question on his mind wants reality from the other uh, experiences so I was saying but if you don't work um, in a good way if you can't be successful and if I can't see the development for the players for the team it means that we can't work together yeah, so, it's so this is the real the expectations yes. and standards from the get-go yeah, Sorry, and, carry also, on. and also you put the expectations and the limit but as well I was explaining that if, okay, I will do everything, let you work in a good way, but if you can't, so it means that we can't work together because we have to be successful. So when you say this, when you told him this sentence and then the reality in his mind, he said, yeah, he's right, honest. So, and then start to convince himself. So that's why I always... I always uh, advise to people just speak face to face, eye to eye, and to understand each other. Can be direct and clear. Even even the things will not go in, in in a good way. Just be like this, because the most important thing is intention. So you can't hide. Okay, you have to be multi talented to hide your intention. But uh, the most important thing, the intention, and I I don't believe that you. You really can hide your intention 100%. Because we are all energy, we are human beings, and our brain just give orders to the cells, and then it affects our body language, energy. And I don't think that you have to be multi-talented to, to hide your intention. So if you show your intention in a good way, then that the other people will 
will take it for sure because otherwise there will be no leaders. As you can see, you know, in the governments in all country they 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 have leaders. One person, okay, with advisors, with the people, but one person leading eighty-five million country, one person leading, I mean, some groups. But it's same as let's put it in the football industry. You need leaders because you've got federations, you've got teams, you've got leagues, you've got different competitions. You need. I always believe the final part of any career journey is being the leader of some group in the sports industry as a pinnacle of a career journey. In my humble opinion through my podcast and the people I learn from. I want to talk about today's podcast topic because it's so relevant, everything we've spoken about. And I hope people are taking notes, by the way, so far. But today's podcast topic is like, why having such a strong club culture is such a key component of running a successful team and club? Like that was the topic I would love to dig deep now, relating to everything you've said so far. No, it's, it's very important because um, you have to put rules First of all, and uh, everybody needs to needs to know their line. But from the other side, you have to make them understand that everybody is valuable. This is the most important thing. When when you go inside of the club, there's a security guys, so they have to know that they do their job maybe in that side, but they're important as well. And uh, when you go inside. You know, the staff, the cleaning ladies, the staff working in the kitchen and uh, who, who are taking care of the pitch. And they're all important because in this building, in that club, everybody has energy. So you can manipulate their energy in a right way, in a good way for their and for, for the team goods uh, because they are living there every day. And then then... And then uh, when they're not happy, it can also affect your work. It can also affect your life. We are always together. So that's why I think need to give these people the value of being human being and need to give these people as well the value that uh, you are doing something for the club. And then the communicate, being together, being a part of it, this is very important. And then... You for for uh, for sure you have to set some targets, and uh, it has to be in a short term, mid term, and long term targets. And after these targets, you have to build this with a structure. The most important thing is the philosophy and technical structure. If you don't have the philosophy and technical structure, you can't be successful like like uh, permanently. You will have success. And short term, maybe with help of the players, maybe with help of you know the money. But the most important thing to create a philosophy and a structure to do it in a permanent way with a plan. This is very important. And as well, for example, your team, where is your team? And uh, how your team was found? And uh, how the team was built? And uh, how the people, they are, they are feeling with with their club and maybe they feel identity of their club and they would like to see their identity inside of the pitch and if you if you choose a coach for example and uh, if you hire or a director that they're not in that mentality so they will crash with the fence 
So you have to build with the what fans wants, what the, what kind of team they expect, and what owner would like to see in the pitch, and what is the society and the players they're expecting, what is the club members they're expecting, and it's all has to be an harmony, and you have to mix this, and you have to lead it with your vision to the success. This is the most important thing, I think. This is a, a question about Saab never asked on the podcast. Trust me, you're going to enjoy it because you've said this word energy a lot throughout this conversation. How do you manage the energy? Because football, I'm going to say a strange business because the results on the pitch relates to the success of the club off the pitch. When more games are winning, there's more, you know, every area of the business thrives because everybody wants to be part of the winning community. So, But how do you manage that energy when there's pressure, when there's that momentum in football, when they're losing games, how do you go back to that energy statement you said earlier? Because I find it fascinating, but I have learned that football is a results business on the pitch, which is a reflection off the pitch. I hope that makes sense. I love pressure, first of all. I love pressure. Uh, because, you know... Uh, I always think about everything. What is the behind? I always like to think the beginning of the feeling, the pressure. So first of all, I, I, I'm always trying to, to, to see everything before it happened. So when you visualize, start to your brain work, yeah, visualize before it happened. And then, okay, if if there will be a mistake on that way, then it will be like this, like this, like this. So when you play in your mind, first of all, and then when you see it before, then you are minimized. You are just putting the risk the mi minimum level uh, that you will face. I mean, you are losing or in a bad situation. And then when you make it, when you keep it in a minimum level, it's already you are in plus. But when it happened, so we are asking a question, how can I solve this problem? How can I solve this problem? First of all, you need to read everything, the fans and uh, the club, the owner, the coach, if I speak as a sporting director wise. And you have to, you have to first of all, understand what is the problem. And uh, because when there's a problem and pressure, you can also you can also create a bigger energy and a bigger you know positive things from because everybody think in a negative way and then if you came with a courage if you came with the positive words if you came with the self confidence then everybody will take it and maybe from this aspect you you can carry to people another level because in our brains there is mirror cells let me say in a group, everything is bad, the result is bad, and then you are start to speak about, okay, everything is bad, we are shit, blah, blah, this, that, and then their cells, they take it, and okay, we are bad, we did bad, we, everything is bad. But when you say, and when you feel it, you give as an energy that, okay, now we are in a bad situation, but it doesn't mean that tomorrow we will do a better one, and then maybe this step of down when you are down because there is no place to go because you are just in the bottom 
and then, but sometimes to jump higher, you have to go to bottom to jump higher sometimes. So you have to know this and then you have to see the possibility in negativity. There is also, you know, the possibility to bring everyone because nothing to lose from this point. You know, okay, it's everything is bad, but there's nothing to lose in this point. So let's concentrate on that the things that we can make better, we can solve the problem, we can take the situation to a other level. And first of all, you have to make an analyze why we are in that point. And then you can ask everyone why we are in that point. You can communicate. Maybe everybody will say different things and then you will collect it in your brain and then you manage the situation in a better way with taking the opinions. And then as well, you can see that one part is not working and then you can just remove the part which is not working in a proper way. I mean, it can be a coach, it can be a player, it can be some part of the stuff. But the most important thing to to don't queue up, you know, and you, you have to stay solid and then you have to take the team or the group to another level. You need to lead in a right way. This is, I think, the true leadership to to take the group to another place, to right way, to comfort zone, whatever it is, to success. Not like, uh, okay, I, I'm the person, I'm saying this and it will happen like this, it will happen like that. Like in, sometimes you have to be dominant, but it's not my way to be always. And my way is to be more, to understand, analyze and to communicate and to change the brain and the, the way of thinking and to go another level or the the place i think this is the most important thing but first of all you have to have have courage and self-confidence to do this you have to see this in yourself yeah because it relates to a point you said earlier when you're a player it's how you control the emotions with the reality in that situation um that's what you said a while back which leads to that point you just said there and i want to bring it in because you just said it then but when there's that negativity as you say because you're spot on if you say it's negative i'll think it's negative and it drip feeds as the leader how do you create new change of new behaviors with that because it remember we said it's all about having a good club culture how from your experience have you managed to show those leadership qualities even if you didn't know the results can be positive but you still back to yourself to see that change because that's the difference of that's what sports beautiful is sport teaches us those lessons or bouncing back sort of that David and Goliath effect of a, you know, a small team beat in a bigger team. It's that belief. So I'm just curious of as a leader, how has self-belief supported you, not just self-confidence? Yeah. First of all, everybody asking this question, like, you know, you are the person, everybody taking your energy from you, you're inspiring the people and everybody asking that kind of people. I, I saw a lot of times everybody, uh, some I think in the interview, one uh, press member asked to Pep Guardiola and everybody taking your motivation, everybody take the motivation from you, inspiration from you and who, who motivates you? The question was like this. And then he was like, he said, uh, very good question. And it's a kind of, I think, like this. It has to be inside of you, first of all. And you can't push something that you don't have 
So it has to be inside of you to this this the strength and this emotions and this this um, feelings to make people better and uh, to decide they you know besides them you are deciding for them so it has a responsibility so with this responsibility you are just you are just acting and you are just uh, coming out or coming to stage to take their responsibility as well i think the the most important feeling when you are leading a group to responsibility because you are thinking that you are, you can take them from negative to positive so you can bring them to another level so it's a i think feel of feeling of responsibility it's very strong if you if you care like you care about the people you care their life you care their emotions you care their family you care their existence so when you show it and when you have a courage to do it do this and i think it it's it's work like this just final one what's your definition of a good leader in a football club what would your definition be uh it i think uh, first of all uh, has to be a good communicator it's very important be nice kind but from the other side everybody will will know that if there will be a problem he will take responsibility and he, he can also take a dominant decisions as well and also uh, have to have a knowledge is very important knowledge is the most important thing and you can be very smart you can be very uh, well educated but if you don't have the knowledge and if you don't know how to use this knowledge so it means nothing i think the most important thing is knowledge and you then um, how you manage this knowledge with your character how you match bring up together and then you can just you are just showing to the people and you are like taking them to to another level i think uh, character and the knowledge is the most important thing wow i hope people are taking notes this has been a phenomenal conversation out of interest mohammed reflecting what have you enjoyed the most from your football career journey looking back right now actually every aspects every different things uh, i think i really enjoyed because before i accept the offers i was thinking a little bit and then i was also considering what can i face what can i have in my life so i take and i took everything as a experiences and i was really enjoying to every second of all the all the ways i really been in football industry really and uh, i hopefully i will enjoy more in the future and uh, more challenges i would like to have more challenges and i would like to touch more people to to make them in you know, good situations to be successful together to bring the spirit out and um, learn something from the people and teach something to the people and uh, we will bring our own knowledge together we will affect each other and it's like a harmony and i, I feel like like atoms you know i think you you also already picture in your mind when atoms always like turning 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 and then it's like but they are not crashing to each other but turning together and then uh, i really like it and i like to 
be in that way in my knowledge, in my mind, and uh, different experiences. But uh, I think uh, in a in a short of time I will start again a new journey. Hundred percent. Just out of interest in this period. How important is self-development education on yourself to be better at football club? Because this conversation hasn't been about always being like the words you're using, using a lot of psychological tools. You're doing a bit of quantum physics with the neutrons and energy. Like, how has this side supported you in the football industry? So for me, as an example, I love learning from entrepreneurs and applying it into sports careers because it's a different perspective because it's still achieving success. It's just a different approach. So right now, I can tell you invest a lot in your self-development. Put aside your passion for football. Reflecting, how has that supported you now? Because when people are listening, I hope people are saying, this Mohammed's got a different way of looking at things. Achieving the same results compared to other football clubs or teams. But how important have you seen investing in your own self and development in general with, with regards to your career? I think this is the most important thing a person can do to his life, the self-development. And you have to be curious, first of all, because there is a saying in Turkey, I don't know if there's a saying like this in, in UK, but they said, uh, whatever happens bad to you because you're because of your curiosity. But uh, I, I always tell the opposite. What, whatever happens bad to you because you were never a curious person. First of all, you have to be a curious person because we are human being. You know, we didn't choose um, to born wherever we want. For example, I was born in Turkey, in the north coast of Turkey. I didn't choose it. I didn't choose my life. I didn't choose my family. I didn't choose my name. But I can create my life from a certain age after I, I have a knowledge. So this is very, you know, exciting. And you didn't choose your name, you didn't choose your family, we didn't choose our body, but we can decide to manage it. We can decide to improve it. We can decide to make it better. So this is exciting. So uh, from this aspect, I was always, from my childhood, I was reading a lot. I was start, start to understand what's happening in the sky, what's happening in the life, what's happening with my emotions. And then I was always trying to understand when I um, when I was pushing myself to learn a lot of things, because right now, as you can see, you don't need to go to university for to learn certain things. And under our hands, we have cell phones, we have you know computers. We can even learn the African languages that nobody heard in their life. We can even learn it. So there's a lot of information there to, you can learn and you can adapt to your life. You can transit, you can make a transition and uh, for yourself with the knowledge. This is the most important. Knowledge is there, information is there. Read and try to try to learn and try to add this knowledge and information to yourself. If you think that some information no needed for you, just leave it and then leave it on on the way. And then take a new one, use it, and leave it on the way. This is very important. And it will affect your life in a different way. But as well, it will affect your work life as well. When you're working, it will help you too much. Because when I was working, I was a football player. And I didn't understand why I was getting angry. When I was playing like maybe a very stressful game, I, I didn't understand why I was angry. Because then I learned 
when I was during the game, the hormones coming out and then there's a pressure inside and the, there's a pressure outside. And then also I'm like 170%, you know, heart rate, the pulse, and then it pushes you as well. And then you are starting to think if I can be successful, it, if I will pass there in the right way, if I will play in this much in a good way or not, maybe if I will not play good and then the coach, maybe he will not make me play. Then you are putting this, that kind of things, inner pressures to yourself. From the outside, the fans, the referee, the coach, the community, the society, and then inside and outside, there's a pressures. So I didn't know it. So I was pushing myself to learn why this was happening to me. And then I think this this vision made me learn a lot of things. I, hopefully I will learn still a lot because I don't, I don't consider myself enough and I, I would like to learn every day. And then uh, even when we are speaking, I'm learning from you as well. So I, it's my like a passion of life to learn something new and use it to. And I, I like to communicate with the people different ages, for example. And I would like to add something because now we are just speaking. And the, the people who are over 60, I'm speaking them too much. You can't imagine because I believe that this 60 year old person when he was five years old maybe he was speaking with someone 60 and he or she take one information from her or him and then it means that he, he just trans uh, made a transition to information from 120 years old can you imagine it's unbelievable so uh, so that's why I would like to say to the people, please be a curious person. Keep going. Be curious. This is the most important thing. And uh, I like reading, but some of the people can learn without reading. We analyze, see the, you know, the world, everything. But if you bring together everything, and if you if you uh, made your knowledge stronger, and then I think you are ageless. I think uh, the knowledge has no age. Everybody try to be ageless, but uh, I think the knowledge has no age. Knowledge is the most important thing. And you can even learn from five years old person, the kid, but it, you can change life of a person maybe who is not in the world yet with the knowledge. For example, I can treat you in one way and then it can affect your whole life and then it can affect your children's life as well. If I can uh, behave in a bad way, it can change in a bad way your maybe children's life too. So I like deep talks, deep talks. And uh, yeah, I know this is about uh, football industry, this <laughs> speech, but uh, you're asking, you know, um, very good questions. So I think your questions and your energy opened me up as well to uh, other speech and other subjects too. Well, I'm grateful. And as you probably tell, I, I'm a big <laughs> believer of that point, by the way, of curiosity is why I've done this for eight years. I love learning from different points of view, even if it's the similar role in the football industry. But if you're listening to this studying football management, I hope you're just seeing this different perspective just to see like the human side. That's true, yeah. <laughs> but as always, Mamed, I love to finish with an inspirational question and feel free to 
recap some of the things you said, but just a listener who enjoyed this so far, like what three tips would you give them to apply straight after listening to this podcast? So they put it into action with regards to working in the football industry. What would those three tips be? Yeah, first of all, you just, uh, they have to bring their knowledge the better level. This is very important. And to be a hard worker and to do it with discipline. The self-discipline is very important. Hard worker to be to be disciplined yourself and the knowledge. This is very important. But as well, beside this, I would like to say, and uh, thank you for your, you know, this, um, I think, very useful program. Let me say program. This is like a program for me. And, um, you know, I think people, they are feeling or they have to feel when you listen something, if I can take something from this or not. This is the key to learn as well. When you're reading a book, when you listen to one person, even a song, I'm thinking like this. Can I take something to add myself on this or not? So that's why if I don't feel that I, I will not take, I'm not watching, I'm not listening. But I think from your podcasts, this, um, I, would, I would say, program, I would like to say, because it's a, I think it's tasty. And uh, I think they will take a lot of things from uh, important people. And I was also searching, they were speaking in, in very useful um, subjects and very important maybe in one point of themselves maybe they will use it because you know I was always saying this is my was saying sometimes everybody ad advise us to do something do something do this do that something but you know what I learned but not all the time I'm a doer I do always something but sometimes in the right time it's better not to do so nothing. Just don't do nothing. But just sometimes. But when you don't do sometimes something, maybe it will save you from a, do a mistake as well. It's a good one. I, I get what you said. I'm going to interrupt because um, there's a few phrases I say to myself, like doing less is more and actually having a pause to have clarity to do better work. The reason I'm saying this is I can when I saw your body language, I knew exactly what you meant. A lot of people who want to work in the football industry think they've got to do reach outs, do the phone calls, do do do. You've got to do that. That's the discipline. But actually, the best ones. I don't know about you, Mahan. I'd like to hear your thoughts. Is quality over quantity and build the relationship as an example. So that's true. Feel free to take over the mic of what I've said at that point. You just said as well of doing. Yeah, this is the most. Yeah, this is the most important thing. And from your knowledge, the people will understand the what qualities you have. They will understand even when you are speaking, and then when you are already working, and they will say, "Okay, this is the right decision that we hire this person." And you will already convince them by your working as well, not by speaking. And the quality is very important. Bring out the quality is very important, and uh, you will make them feel this. And when you feel something, it's hard to forget. Already, your 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 speech and your actions, if made them make people that they can able to turn this 
to a feeling and then you already start to be successful. I hope people are taking notes on this, by the way. And just to recap for this, so you said the sort of discipline aspect, having good knowledge, and then most importantly, what's that third one? How do we define that? It's more the quality of your actions than the quantity. I just want that third one as a recap. What would you put it? Yeah, I said, uh, first of all, you have to work of quality of your work, but as a hard worker, it's very important. You can't see any person that's successful, not hard worker. To be a hard worker and to bring out the, with the quality and the discipline, and it's, it's very important as well. And uh, the most important thing, the knowledge, but as well how to use and how to transport this knowledge to other people. Because, you know, there is a saying, if you are talking on some topic and nobody understands you, and it means that you didn't understand the topic. And uh, if you are speaking on something and everybody understands you, it means that you already understood and then you are speaking and people understand you. So it's, I think, uh, the knowledge and how you transport your knowledge is very important. And self-discipline is very important. And as well, hard work and show your quality is the most important things. If you say by three, these are, I think, my top three. Absolutely. Look, I hope people are taking notes of those and applying them. Mohammed, how can people interact with you on social media? Like where are the best places to go to connect with you direct? Actually, in Instagram, Twitter, and uh, in LinkedIn, they can uh, reach me out, I think. In Instagram, m.turkmans, my Instagram. And Twitter, you can find me like Mohammed Turkman. And the LinkedIn as well, you can find me. Amazing. To all the listeners listening in, all those social media links will be on my website with regards to the show notes of this podcast. Mohammed, it's been such a joy chatting with you today. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. And uh, it was really, really uh, a joyful speech. And hopefully we can make it in different platforms and we can continue to be in touch. And I'm just uh, very happy to be here, your guest. Wow. Honestly, I've got goosebumps with regards to this podcast chat with Mohammed. I need to be so honest with you. Yes, you, the listener. I haven't had a guest like Mohammed on the show who literally has understood the different perspectives of a football club. So just to paint the picture again, Mohammed is a former professional football player and a licensed professional football coach. He's also been a sporting director and a president of a football club. Like, without a doubt, that is like a football careers masterclass. And the thing that I'm so glad we spoke about, which I'm so grateful for with regards to our podcast topic is, without a doubt, I hope you've got a better understanding why building a culture is vital at a football club. And... We went in so much depth, like without a doubt, this is a podcast I'll have to re-listen to as well to keep learning because we talked on so many components of the importance of building a culture. But what I love the most is the communication. If I had to sum up one component, which I enjoyed learning from Mohammed, is the power of psychology and the way we communicate from the different roles. So for him being a player made him a stronger coach. For him being a stronger coach, it made him being a better sporting director and then leading to be a better 
president at a football club. And all these different experiences supported him in each role. It just flowed so well. So if you're listening to this and you want to pursue a career in the football industry, this is a must listen to listen again because it gives you all the components with regards to working at a club and building a culture. Like I really enjoyed the, the part with regards to building culture. I loved how Mohammed said it all starts with the security guard at the front gate of a club. That's the attention to detail that I enjoyed listening the most from Mohammed, which relates to the communication because it has that drip feed effect. The way you communicate with your security guard is a reflection of how you communicate with your people at the front desk, your receptionists, then the cleaners, the chefs, the catering, then the players, then the coaches, then the presidents, then the sort of directors and the leadership team, so on and so forth. It all has that drip feed effect. And this is what it's all about, everybody. Like, this is where I'm grateful for Mohammed coming on the show, but also providing his experience to you. So without a doubt, I really do hope you've enjoyed this podcast chat. Like I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, I'll be so grateful if you can leave a honest review relating to your experience listening to this podcast and share it wherever you listen to your podcast and let me know Ed Bowers 101 on Twitter or on Instagram. I'd love to read it. Like for me, this is a football careers masterclass and I really do hope you apply it to your sports career development. And the final thing I enjoyed the most from this conversation is the self-awareness piece. Without a doubt, I've seen this as a theme in my podcast, self-awareness is a superpower that can support your sports career development. Particularly the bit where Mohammed was saying sometimes it's good to have a pause and do nothing and really tap into your self-awareness in the direction you want to go. And that to me is one of those moments, even for me, listening to this podcast, it's one of those moments I need to have a pause, come back to it and re-listen to it again. Because I know I'll learn something new, but I know it's an area where I can elevate my skill set. So, Mohammed, I'm going to say again, thank you so much for being a podcast special guest. Grateful beyond words. But you, the listener, you have got this gift, this podcast. It's now for you to apply a learning lesson and put it into practice right now with regards to your football career development. Make it happen and just do it. Now, as always, at the end of each podcast episode, I'd like to finish with an inspirational quote from my guest speaker. Mohammed said, To be a great leader is about how you manage your knowledge, your character, and being kind to the people you work with. Those two qualities, your knowledge and character, are the keys to being a great leader.